We want our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't wake us from our dreams. We want our blessings in our pocket. Yes, you are in. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about. Oh, if I only had the rights to that song, I'd use it. Yeah, we're going there today, whether you like it or not. But truth, most of you do like it. And uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about who who should be, be having better sex than anyone. <laughs> it might it might be the answer you're thinking. It might not be. But anyway, we love to tackle sometimes the tougher stuff and. Well, without further ado, here you go. It's gotta start right here. It's gotta start right now. Chapter 17, Who Should Have Better Sex Than Anyone? From the book, Every Marriage is Flawed. Who doesn't want better sex? I mean, unless you're, you're 80 and, and depleted. And Christians, you know I like to pick on you as I pick on myself. So newlyweds excluded, those married five years or more, are you having better sex than most? If you're normal, you'll probably say no. And if you say yes and are married over 20 plus years, you are exceptional. So again, the wise will study what works and avoid what doesn't. For most, sex is awesome. And if you don't enjoy it, then you are definitely in the minority. For most, it rocks. It dominates our internet and just about every aspect of our lives. The better the sex, the better your marriage. Healthy sex will protect your marriage. We are all wired for sex. And if you're not getting it from your spouse, odds are you will get it somewhere else, especially for the younger marriages. And to the spouse that is neglecting and withholding, please, I urge you to note above. For those of you that disagree with me, honestly, these answer these questions to yourself in a trusted therapist. So here's the first one. I regularly feel sexually satisfied by my spouse. I regularly feel sexually satisfied by my spouse. Next question. By the way, this is for you and a therapist or someone trusted. I don't even know if this part of the question should even be between you and your spouse right now. Next question. I was sexually abused or violated as a child or adult? That's a stinging question. You talk about power and impact. Some of you know this pain that I'm talking about, and it will have an effect. So something that does need to be discussed with a trained therapist. Next question. I had sex at a young age. That can factor in. Duff can factor in your future relationships. I had sex at a young age. Next question. 
I grew up in an environment where sex was viewed as nasty. Hmm. Okay. Some of you that grew up in this, I'm doing my quote marks again, the perfect environment where it was frowned upon, that absolutely can have an impact on your psyche and your future performance. So noodle on that. And which ties into it, I often feel guilty about sex. Hmm. Going towards the, the beginning again, my spouse is a mediocre to crappy lover. My spouse is a mediocre to crappy lover. Next question. I'm often too tired. Are you often too tired? And lastly, especially those with the younger family, my kids suck the energy right out of me. So if any of those resonate with you a little bit, it's usually a hint or a tip to start seeking counsel, whether that's from a trained marriage family therapist, ideally Christian-based if you're Christian, and or a pastor from your trusted church. So if you're not into sex, I guarantee you that one or several answers to the questions above are a factor. And some of you now might be saying, no, I'm, I'm just not into that. I'm telling you, and I don't think you've ever experienced mind-blowing sex. You have not felt a true orgasm. So feeling guilty and feeling awkward, don't. Remember, we are being real here. This is what we do, getting real and pursuing truth. So let's take an honest look at sex. And some of you are feeling dirty just probably listening to this, but just stick with me. So going back a ways, um, my wife drags me to another church event at a Hosanna. And I'm like, seriously, the last thing I wanted to do on a Sunday evening, I already went earlier in the day and up comes this older, roly poly looking guy. And first impression was what does this old codger know about sex? Are you kidding me? First thing he asks, comes out on that stage, how many of you guys were dragged here by your wives? So I sheepishly uh, raise my hand. Second, many, how many of you are hoping to get laid after going to this? I was like, what? I was startled. Definitely was not expecting that question from Did you just say laid in church? Can he do that? It turns out that you can if you're in a church that sees sex as a gift from God. You see, Dr. Lehman was his name, by the way, L-E-H-M-A-N. He gets a majority of credit for my paradigm shift reflected in this chapter. Well, I, I always love sex. He, he doesn't get credit for that. He does get credit for explaining how it is a gift and can be a blessing. And I strongly recommend you pick up his uh, book called Sheet Music, Sheet, as in a sheet of paper, by Dr. Lehman. It's one of the best books I've ever read. And if you dig sex, you will dig this book. And if you struggle with sex, I think you'll dig the book, or at least find it insightful. So let me further explain. If you don't believe in God, 
then you must admit that the majority of humans are wired for sex, healthy or sick and twisted. That is a fact, Jack. And just for men? No way. Have you seen how many copies of Fifty Shades of Grey have been sold? I know that's a bit dated now in 2021, but 15.2 plus million copies sold so far of Fifty Shades of Grey. That's a lot of mommy porn in book form. Majority of those readers are absolutely women. And have you seen the affair statistics lately? Married women are now just as likely, if not more, to have an affair as men. Seriously, look at your own friends and family. Who screwed another person first? Exactly. I know it sounds a little bit cold-hearted, but again, we pursue truth. We look at truth. So now, for my guilt-ridden brothers and sisters, if you believe in God, then you must admit we are wired for sex. It is a gift. It's the only way we can reproduce. And, well, unless science gets involved, you know what I'm saying there. But to the original design, and going back to the beginning of time, you had to have sex in order to have children. And not only that, healthy sex feels incredible. And many consider it's high much better than any drug. Fact, God created sex. Fact, God created it to be awesome. And if you believe in God, well then, God most certainly created sex. That is the only way Adam and Eve reproduced, right? Unless he got impregnated by the Holy Spirit, the last time I checked, only one woman, one woman was able to do that. So that means everyone was screwing in the Bible. Ooh, I know. I, I shudder at the thought of my parents making crazy passionate love, but I'm here because of it. You are more, more likely here because of it. In the cold hard truth, especially for those Bible bangers out there, you would never have Abraham or Moses or David, or Ruth, or Mary, or Joseph, or Paul, etc., without sex. And if you never felt great sex, then either you have a physical, or mental, or crappy lover issue, or a mental issue, and more than likely, it is a mental issue. And maybe the partner doesn't know they need to better stand up, step up. And some traumatic experience, intentional or unintentional, is blocking your blessing. You feel hopeless? Well, you're not alone. Do not despair. With God, all things are possible. Check Matt 19.26. And some of this can be healed with prayer. And some of this must be healed with help of a professional therapist. And listen, if your car is broken you take it to a mechanic. If your marriage sex is lacking, then you go to a good therapist. And here's the bottom line. If you don't fix it, your marriage most likely will die. If you're not serving your spouse sexually, something or someone else will. Porn, a coworker, ex-schoolmate, neighbor are all contenders. And please do not underestimate this or take it for granted. You both have physical and emotional needs. 
you are wired to have those needs satisfied. And if you pursue unhealthy ways of doing it, your marriage is no longer on the rock. Your family's house is no longer on a solid foundation. You are no longer making healthy choices. You will be exposed to the storms of the real world, and they will eventually break your marriage down like a sandcastle. Maintain or learn again how to have passionate sex with your spouse. You will be blessed. It's one of God's greatest gifts of love. Embrace it. And by the way, I've counseled, I've seen countless couples be able to rally this. I know it seems impossible. But again, I'm picking on those that believe in God. If you believe in God, then anything is possible with God. You know that's written. Now, some of you reading this are ready to chuck this, <laughs> This well, I say book, if it was written, but the podcast out the window. Good. I, I'm glad you're fired up with passion. Now use it for good. And some of you are saying, you, you just don't understand. I can't even look at my spouse in the face. They've done me wrong. or they, 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 They've let themselves go or that last thing I want to do with them. Okay. I do believe you. I really do. And as I said before, I know couples can get to the point of hopelessness. And to my Christian brothers and sisters, let's revisit Matt, Matthew 19, 26. Do you believe in God? If you answered yes, then you must believe in that verse. You may not feel it right now. You may not even want it right now. But I'm telling you, it is possible. You must lift it to God. You must forgive your spouse. And most of you need to find a trusted pastor and therapist and explore how you got to this point. So, for those that believe in God... I say we take sex back. Sex has been hijacked by the godless. It's, it's everywhere. People sell shampoo with it. Families are selling their nine-year-old daughters into it. Coaches and teachers are sucking their innocent students into it. Sex trafficking is real. So what the heck's going on? Seriously, I, I, I'm angry about it. And for most people, marriage has become the antithesis for sex. Don't say that it isn't true. I hear it about every day. Odds are that if you are married, then that your sex life is currently dead or on life support. And I'm saying that is BS. It doesn't have to be that way. You are cheating yourself and your spouse, and especially us so-called Christians. And in fact, I'll put Jews and Muslims in the same mix. If we're snuffing out one of God's greatest gifts, if marriage equals no sex, then who the heck wants to be married? Now, some of you are saying, you heathen, sex isn't everything. And I say, in return, I will say you're right. Sex shouldn't be everything. Now we're getting back to the foundation. Hot and fulfilling sex should come from your spouse. This is the one you married for your so-called life. This is the one you chose to have kids. For those married and had kids together, you at least got together and made love once or twice. So married peeps, are you doubtful? If you say yes, I say good. Seriously, at least you're thinking about a healthy way to reinvigorate your marriage. And some of you say no. <laughs> I agree that I'm doubting. I know. And I'm saying that doubting is at least thinking about it negatively, but you're thinking about it. 
but you are thinking about it. And doubt is good. Doubt is a way uh, better than feeling nothing. And those familiar with the Bible and Torah, it's chock full of doubt. Time after time, God chooses the least likely to lead a major initiative. And almost every time that single person has doubt, who, me? Why me? That's not possible. I'm the least likely equipped to undertake such a task. Anyone knows that book, knows that theme. So if you have doubt, then you are also in some elite company, yes? And what does God do with doubt? He delivers. If you're open and honest with that doubt, he'll deliver. And you will not always get everything you want and when, when, in particular, when you want it. For God is not a genie in a bottle. And if you and your spouse mutually want a healthy, meaningful sex life again, pray on it and pray on it and pray on it and work on it and ask and God will deliver. Now, here's the tricky part. Does your spouse want a healthy, meaningful sex life? And perhaps not at this moment. But let's start with you first. Worry about the spouse later. In fact, I say don't worry. God didn't design worry. Convert every worry into prayer and look out. Check out Philippians 4, 6 through 8. You must change first if you want your spouse also to change for good. Do you know that couple where one eats healthier? Someone started eating healthier. Well, when one starts to eat healthier and prepare the food, the other spouse starts to eat healthier by default. And if you want change in your marriage, it starts with you. Well, it starts with you trusting God. Study the teachings of Jesus and learn how to be a true servant. Let your spouse see the difference. That should help your spouse get on the same page. And I'm flat out telling you, if you both trust in God and the mercy of Christ, your marriage will be restored. I mean, really live it and follow Christ's teaching. Matt 19.26, that is a promise. That's not my promise. That is God's promise. So in summary, Christians, yeah, this is your sesh, I guess, on this one. Uh, for those that are not, just stick with me. So Christians, you believe in God. If you believe in God, then God created sex. And if you believe in God, then you must also believe anything is possible with God. Check Mark 10.27, Matthew 19.26, Philippians 4.13, and so on. God created sex. God gave sex as a gift to married couples. And God hates divorce. There is no sugarcoating in the Bible. Check it out. Malachi 2.16 or Matthew 5.31-32 or Mark 10.2-12 or Luke 16.18 or 1 Corinthians 7.39 or back to Matthew 19.6-7 and so on. It's clear as day, and in all fairness, God also doesn't like adultery or disrespect. God put you together to learn to choose to love one another in good times and bad. And as hopeless as you may feel right now, if you're a Christian, then anything is possible with God. 
I've said that, what, 20 times so far this podcast? This episode, if you don't, if you both choose to tune in and seek that, you will eventually have better sex than most. Still doubt? Well, there's a recommended listen that's going to come up here on Daily Hope on the webpage. So now, go and do. You can start having a great marriage with I do and I will try again. You cannot maintain a great marriage without do. So questions for couple, couch time, or date night. Number one, if God created sex for marriage and a family, why is it hijacked by porn and others that have no intention to strengthen a marriage? That was a mouthful, so let me try it again. Number one, if God created sex for marriage and family, why is it hijacked by porn and others that have no intention to strengthen a marriage? Pause and reflect. Number two, do you believe anything is possible with God? Do you believe anything is possible with God? And be honest, pause and reflect. Number three, boldly, definitely boldly, ask your spouse, where can you improve? Mm, check your ego, check it, listen, and be, be, be prepared to improve where you can improve. And number four, what puts you in the mood? Number four, what puts you in the mood? Pause and reflect. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you again so much for joining. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for those that have been checking in from California to Ohio, to Florida, to Minnesota, to Iowa, Denmark, Moscow. That, that one still blows me away. Thank you so much. Now go and do. You can start a great marriage with I do. You cannot maintain a great marriage without do. It's an action that we should work on every day, serving and loving one another.